Welcome to our Wednesday night weekly shir. As usually would have experienced by a leap year. Today is, tonight is Chavhei Oder, Shani. Happy birthday to my granddaughter, Chaim Bushka, in Switzerland. And happy birthday, a bigger happy birthday, according to some opinions, to the world. When was the world created? There are two days, there are two opinions. One opinion is Rosh Hashanah, that the man was created on Rosh Hashanah, and one opinion is that Rosh Hashanah is not Aleph Tishrei, but rather Aleph Nisan. According to the opinion of Aleph Tishrei, Chofhei El was the beginning of creation of the world, the birthday of the world. According to the opinion Shkedish Nisan Chafhei Adar would then be the birth date of the world. Chafhei Adar, another birthday, but not another one. As they may say in America, last but not least. Not to make light of the birthday of the Rebetzin, Rebetzin Chayimushka, Aim B'Yisrael, the woman that literally gave us the Rebbe. The Gemara tells us, and we've spoken about this Gemara many times, that Elizabeth Azariah was only 17 years old. And he was asked to become the Nasi Yisrael. The mother says that his answer at 17 was, I'd have to ask my wife. Who was how old? 16? And he was relying on her opinion whether he should become the Nasi Yisrael. How profound. How fascinating. But the wife of a Nasi has a very significant position, a significant job, significant place in society. The wife of the Nasi needs to put up, needs to live with the constant Barrages on her husband. It's going to cost a lot of money. Why? It does. Cost more money than mm-hmm. Constant barrages of uh, people, and then again also the lack of attention that most wives. What do you do? 
that most wives are so desperate for. That's the middle of the sentence. Okay. You're on the line. The most wives are so desperate for the attention of a husband. And we sit and we listen to all different Sholem Bayes issues and we see and hear from them, from many people, how they... Husband never has time. He's never home. He's this, he's that. He's busy on the phone. He comes home, he gets on the phone, he gets on the computer... Or he sits down with a cigar and with a bottle of wine or a bottle of mashka. And what kind of life, what kind of marriage, what kind of existence? Ay, 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 ay. Speaking of which, <laughs> I can literally say you're missing a screw. <laughs> Um, so the Rebetzin being a daughter of the Friedrich Rebbe you know today's day and age children tend to have adverse reactions to what goes on at home the children that say in my house, my father was never home, father was never available, my father was this, was that, and therefore, and therefore, and therefore, and therefore, stories and excuses and a child growing up in a house of a rabbi, in the house of a shaliach, where there's an open house policy and people are constantly coming and going it's difficult it's difficult some children say in my house nothing doing I lock my door and nobody come in and some of them say this is how we were raised and this is how we were raised my daughter is in Geneva, Chayamushka's mother, who, as I said before, Chayamushka's birthday today, tonight, has Baruch Hashem, without a blink of an eye, 20 guests, 25 guests on a Shabbos table. And sometimes even middle of the week. Living in Geneva, Switzerland, people are always flying through Geneva. People getting stranded there, getting stuck there, getting whatever. And she's always there for them. Baruch Hashem, this Shabbos, someone asked, it's close to Pesach, people try to avoid overloading the fridge and the freezer now, you want to deplete what you have, 
And Baruch Hashem, this Shabbos, for Friday night, we have ten invited guests. A family coming from out of town, they asked if they can come eat by us. They're supposed to eat by us by day as well, but they found somewhere else for one day. But for not Friday night. So we have ten guests coming with Hashem. So as we said, some of the children would look at it and say, leave me alone, I want peace and quiet. And some children will get up, roll up their sleeves after the full day's work, full week's work, pitch in, and see to it that the guests are comfortable, the guests are fed, and the guests are looked after, and everything is done properly. The daughter of a Rebbe, of a Rebbe that was subjected not just anti-Semitism, Open it slowly. But subjected to the communism that was on his case more than any other Jew, that felt that he was enemy number one to the country, arrested him numerous times, physically beat him, threw him down a flight of metal stairs, paralyzed him. Knowing what her father had gone through. Thank you. And yet, testified in court, or before court, on a video, testified saying, the Rebbe belongs to the Chassidim. The Rebbe belongs to the Chassidim. He's not only that he has my Ksuba, that I have his Ksuba, and not only is he his son-in-law by my father, the Reverend, the, the, the revered Friedrich Rebbe, but he belongs to the Chassidim. And so too, said the Rebbetson, all the Svarim of the library belong to the Chassidim. And that's why Agudas Chassidei Chabad, as you see on top of the front door of 770, because a Rebbe devotes himself in his total life to Chassidim. And we've told the story many times of the doctor taking the Rebbe's blood pressure while the Rebbe was reading a pan, a letter from a Chassid. And the blood pressure, he was as he was pumping, he was pumping higher and higher. And finally he saw it wasn't stopping. So the poor doctor let out a gasp. The um, Rebbe heard the gasp and he put down the letter that he was reading and he put down the letter he was reading and he took off his glasses and he said, now take the blood pressure.
And then when he took the blood pressure, the doctor saw that the blood pressure was actually normal. The Rebbe responded, what can you expect? What do you expect? From holding the Tzaras of all the Yidin, of a Yid in my hand, what do you expect to be? How could you expect my blood pressure to be stable? So this tells us, and shows us, how serious, shall we say, the Rebbe took his position, took his job, to a level to a level that the Rebetzin knew that the Rebbe was totally given over to the Chassidim. I was just reminded another yard site tonight Mrs. Shoshana Hagler Allah Shalom A powerhouse of a woman. A woman that exemplified all the attributes of a person. Generally, we know that Abraham Avinu represented Chesed, Yitzchak Givura, and Yaakov was Teferis. Chesed, of course, as you know, is the kind, the compassion. Givura is the strong, the strength. And Teferes, so we call it, is a blend. But Chesed of Avram is incomparable. The kindness you couldn't, he couldn't be angered. You didn't find the Givura in him ever. Although the Givura of Yitzchak was different, you did find the Chesed. The Book of Laws on education tells us that to do a proper education we need to have Yemin Mikareves Usmel Deche. The right hand brings in and the left hand pushes away. <coughs> Simultaneously, while the right hand is comforting, is reaching out. Huh? The left hand is keeping the person at check. Keeping the person at at distance. Mrs. Hagler was exactly that example of Chinuch. She was your best friend. But she never lo- let you 
cross the line. What she had in her heart for the students, for the Talmudim, the devotion, the dedication, having Talmudim in her house for Shabbos, she was a young Almona, and still had a house of children, but yet she had students that used to come for Shabbosim to her. What they learned from those little Shabbosim, keeping a full Shabbos by Mrs. Hagler, they are forever indebted to her. And there's actually a dedication tonight in her outside. Um, we have the shir here. And since we're not there physically, at least we give that dedication to her. The Yemaladis of the world. The world's birthday. According to the day, as we said before, that Rashkhidish Nissan is Rosh Hashanah. Tells us Hakhidesh Hazelochem Rish Khodoshi. This is the month when the Almighty teaches the law of Kiddush Hakhidesh, of Rish Khidesh. It is on the month of Nisan that the Almighty chooses and shows, and this is the first mitzvah of the Taylor. Pasha Chedesh is always Shabbos Mavarchim or Shabbos Chedesh Nisan. We look at Pada within about Chukim. We look at Zachir. We have a message of eradicating Amalek. We look at Shkolim and we hear about the Chatzim Machsa Shekel telling us how we are half and we need to devote ourselves to the other half of a Jew. Comes Chedish. And what is the lesson of Chedish? What do we learn from Chedish Hazelachem Reish Chadashim? Or Rishin Hulachem Lachachi Hashana? According to the Gemara, for those keeping score at home, Bab Metziah. Daf Kuvvava Medbeis, one hundred six side two. The Gemara tells us the difference between Chedesh Tishrei, the month of Tishrei and the month of Nisan. Is Tishrei is the time of the plowing, and Nisan is the time of Ketzira, of the cutting. 
So according to the natural orders, the beginning of the year, therefore, is Chedesh Tishrei. Because first we need to plant. We need to plow. And only afterwards do we water, nurture, and grow. And then we reach after the Zayin Bedima, we reach the Brina Yiktsedu to sing out in happiness after the blood, sweat, and tears of plowing and planting. And that's why, according to the regular calendar year, Chaydish Tishrei is before Chaydish Nisan. That's how we start our year, Chaydish Tishrei. The behavior, though, of a Jew, which is a behavior of miracle, and the miracle, as you know, is higher than nature, and since we go according to miracle, Nisan would therefore be the beginning. And miraculously, we'd be able to immediately reap even before we plant. So when the Jews left Egypt in the month of Nisan, and they were commanded to eat the mon, which was lechem in Hashemayim, came miraculously from the heavens, without any preparation, there was no planting, there was no sowing, no watering, no nothing. The bread was there. And also, Chedesh Nisan, after 40 years of turning and going in the desert, as they entered into Yisrael, they ate from what was in the ground, what the ground already reaped. As we see in the beginning of Yeshua, that was prepared before them. They didn't plant, they didn't do anything. They came into the land that was already full-grown stocks, full-grown fields. The Pasuk tells us, Your houses will be full of goodness that you have not, fulfilled, you have not filled it with. Ditches dug up that you did not dig. Vineyards, olive trees. You did not plant and you yet ate and f- satisfied from it. In the beginning of the Deuteronomy, the truth is though a Jew needs to know, this is the actual way of life. Even though with our fleshy eyes we see that the world goes in a natural way, but the truth is everything is divine providence. In divine providence we find only miraculous. 
So much so that even the natural order of planting and sowing, etc., that was once upon a time. A person cannot say, I did this. But rather, the blessing, the blessing of the Almighty makes you rich. And this is how it ultimately will come out, this is how it will be revealed in the world, in the future, lost loving, it will be Eretz Yisrael, Teitzi Gluskois to claim Milais. The Gemara tells us in Shabbos, uh, for those keeping score at home, on Daflam and Amit Beis, which means that the grounds will grow f- food, ready-made food. And we will not have to toil, we will not have to involve ourselves, we will not have to bother and trouble ourselves with physical mundane creation. But rather, we will merit in the time of Mashiach ready-made and everything will be prepared for us on a golden, served us on a golden platter, not a silver one. And as the Pasha begins... Isha Kisazria. The woman that will give birth. She will conceive and give birth. The Altarebbe brings down on the Kutateta. The Altarebbe explains the Maim Chazal of Isha Kisazria. As follows. Ish goes on the Abishta, goes on the Almighty. Akadish Baruchu. Isha is Knesset Israel, the Jewish nation. Ish Mazriat Khila, it says. When the Jew awakens, with the love of God, but the awakening comes from the Maila, comes from God, a lightning bolt that strikes him, without any kind of dedication or devotions, the person does nothing, then says Chazal, Yeledes Nekeva, Gemara tells us in Kiddushin, Peyam at Beis, 80, side 2, for those keeping score at home, Noshim Daitin Kala. The risk of being considered racist, I will not translate. <laughs> and therefore, the love that the person has for the Almighty is what's called the Ahava Zuta. It's only a minor minute love that the Almighty has because it comes from 
it comes from the Almighty's inspiration rather than the inspiration of oneself. But Isha Mazras Tchila. If it was Isha Mazras Tchila, that the Jew himself, through his toil, through his work, through his dedication, devotion, found himself coming closer and bringing himself closer to God, then you let the Zohar. Then the birth, the outcome of that, that the love of the, to the Almighty that comes through this is a much higher level. And this Ava is called Ava Rabba. And we can say the reasoning behind that. The Taklis of Briyas Elam. Why did you go with that? Why did you go with that? The reason of the creation of the world. This Ava Kadish Borachum. The Almighty wanted a dwelling place here on this earth. To rest and to live and to dwell on this world. When a person serves God only on a basis of a awakening from God Himself, not something through His toil, the person himself has not yet awoken. And therefore, the Gili is only from Gili Lamaila. The revelation is from a holy and higher revelation. But when a person works himself, does himself with his own strength, he brings the Shekhinah into this world because of his toil, then he reveals the Bechinah and the Madrega of a much higher level. And through this, he causes a direct effect to bring about Avarabha. the Tera if the child is a boy
On the eighth day, a child receives a bris. Shulchan Aruch, there's a halacha. Mila bismana, deiches a Shabbos. Mila, in the right time, a bris mila, in the correct time, pushes off Shabbos. A bris mila on the eighth day of the child, after the child is born, Literally, can happen on Shabbos if the child is the eighth day. It's a very, very shocking thing. The truth is, the mitzvah of Mila is on the father. The father should be the male of the child. It's his mitzvah. And you see that most Meilim that know what they're doing, the Rayyir Shemayim, God fearing, before the bris begins, before they do anything, they turn to the father and they say, Father, this is your mitzvah. I don't want to deprive you. So here's the, uh, if you don't have a knife, I'll lend you one. Go for it. You know that the male did that when you see the father pass out. You see the father laying on the floor, you know, uh uh-oh, the male told him he has to do it. That's if the father doesn't listen to the end of the sentence. At which point the male tells him, however, if you can't, and you'd like to appoint me for a shaliach, I'll be more than happy. Most fathers graciously bow out. And say, ah, I, I appoint you. <coughs> Even if they didn't stutter before, they started stuttering then. <laughs> the male says, Take my knife. Hand it to me and appoint me as a shliach. That is the official way. It gets done. Problem is, back to our halacha, since the father is almost never the male, How does this halacha work? If the father was the male, it's his mitzvah. It's the eighth day and it's Shabbos. And you want to tell me, okay, 
it pushes off because it's the mitzvah's myolimbris. I can relate to that. But where does the male have permission to do this? It's not his mitzvah. He makes a bracha ala mila, but the father has to make the bracha because that's what's going on here. So how can the male be mechal Shabbos and draw blood on Shabbos? The truth is though, this teaches us what Mila is all about. It's explained in Svarim that Mila itself doesn't express true Mesiris Nefesh. That a Jew is ready to give his life without any calculation. Even according to the Teda, there are doubts, there are questions. A Jew, by Brismila, is in a higher level than that. Higher level than the Cheshbenis of Mesir's Nefesh. The Maimar Azal says, Machshavta she Yisrael Kodma the Machshava, the thoughts of a Jew are higher than anything, even the Machshava of Tera. And since the whole idea of Mila is the Gilea Etzem of a Jew, which is higher than Tera, Therefore, it's stressed in this mitzvah of Mila. The male is prepared to be Mesa Nefesh spiritually because he's going to do something that's going to be Chil Shabbos and be Mala the child. And a male that is not ready to be Mesa Nefesh is not, should not be doing this Mila. Not even during the week. Because Mila is when the nefesh goes into the, the holy nefesh goes into the body. This causes now the total bound, bond between the Almighty and the person. But to such a level which is even higher than Teda. And we see this on a male, on a proper male. The holy Balshemtov. For many years, was incognito. He traveled like a pauper, he would go to the mountains and dig mortar, load the wagon, and bring it to a town to sell. 
his holy wife, who knew who her husband was, although she came from a very wealthy house, joined in with her husband. She did the same. She would come and dig together with her husband. They would travel from town to town. They would mix with other beggars. Eventually, though, his horse got very weak. It was waning. Couldn't schlep anymore. But this is the whole source of his panasa. The horse was the source. So not to have this horse, he was... Out of luck. He went there for it's a, the, the beggars had told him, local beggars that far, not far, at a distance in Uman, near Uman, there was a homeowner, a landowner. His name was a Baruch, and he was, a, he was an extremely, extremely hospitable Jew. His house was open to everyone, and he built another house with rooms, with two beds in a room, single rooms, and he would host all beggars, he would host all passerbys. Excuse me, if a beggar came with a very weak horse, he would exchange it with a better horse. (coughs) If the wagon was dilapidated, he would give him a better wagon. And each guest, after staying up to a week in his house, would get would get money for the road as well. He came from Bohemia, but he fled Bohemia because of the pogroms, he ran to Russia. He was far from a Talmud Chochem, but he and his wife Rachel were exemplary on Shabbos, they give each of their guests two meals a day. And on Shabbos, all the, the people would eat together with him. He had a custom that if a family came together, he put them in all Children in one room and the father, the parents in another room. If a couple came though, just a husband and a wife with no children, he would ask them to stay in separate rooms. Because he was worried that maybe, maybe, God forbid, they weren't married. Not to be the cause of any sin, The Balshemta, the Holy Balshemta, arrived with his wife. As a regular beggar, a pauper. Rabbanach saw there were no children. He explained his rule. 
Balshemtiv, and his wife accepted it. Through the course of Shabbos, everything was very normal. They ate together, davened together, nothing noticeable, no, nothing noticeably different with the Vashem Suddenly on Matzah Shabbos, when Baruch was getting ready to go to bed, and uh, he sees in the guest house a tremendous light coming out of a room, it looks like the room is on fire. Quickly got dressed. He ran over there quietly. And he tiptoed to the room. And it was the room of the Holy Hashem. And he looked through the keyhole and he sees the Hashem sitting on the floor. With his hands raised up to heaven. Doing Tikkun Chatzais. And next to him was this tall guy. White garments. The guy was so shocked. The Baruch was so shocked what he saw. He fainted. The Bashem heard Azetz outside the room. He came running to the door. And there he saw Nebuchadnezzar's host laying there. He helped him up. He brought him into the room. And the Baruch was devastated. He was crying and begging forgiveness. He didn't realize how holy the Bashemta was. And he made him sleep in a separate room with his wife. As if to suspect that he was doing something wrong, Khasushalam. Bashemta said, Listen. I know what you saw. I need you to not tell anybody though. I will bless you with a son. But your wife herself is to nurse the child. Those days are custom to give it to a, a wet nurse. She herself should look after the child. And Baruch said, Amen, Katie, you Then Baruch said, I have one question. Who was the man? Who was that old man that was standing next to you? Baruch said, Since you saw him, you had the schus to see him as well, then I will tell you. The man you saw was the Maralmi Prague. Since you are descendant from the Maralmi Prague, his name was Ayaleib, you should name your son Ayaleib as well. And I'm certain, I'm sure, I'm certain I will see him, your son, and I will bless him.
Baruch wept from joy. Years he's been waiting for a son. Not that he didn't love his daughters, Chas Hashem. He said one more thing. Tell me, please, what is your name? Balshemta said, "It's not necessary for you to know. Tomorrow morning, early, I will be gone. I want to look after you. I want to make sure you don't have to collect money ever again." Balshemta said, "No." Not only that, your Ayalev also will many years live in poverty until he is finally discovered. Until I am discovered, I too must live in poverty. Rebarak went home, and early the next morning, the Mashemtiv wrote off. Rebarak had a diary. He recorded every detail in his diary. Of course, a year later, the bracha came through, came to fruition. The Baruch and his wife, Rachel, were benched with a son. And immediately, the birth upon the birth of the son, they sent out an invitation to all neighboring towns, Inviting all poor people. They figured, Chavre Chavre Islay, the word will get out. And their beggar, their tzaddik, will also be there. And lo and behold, true to his word, Day the bris arrived. They daven shachris, and the baruch. Although everybody was so excited and happy for him, his first boy after all these girls, but the baruch could not find peace. He could not find solace. He wandered and walked back and forth, looking, looking to find the holy tzaddik. And lo and behold, he finally spotted him. When he spots him, he tried to walk over to him, and the Bashemtiv gave him a sign Don't you dare, don't talk to me, and don't give me any honor. And so after the bris, child was called Ayyaleib. And the kvata and the father walked through the crowd, and everybody put it, their hand out to bench the child, and the mother and the bench the father, kvata. And the father started to lead the kvata with the baby through the poor people as well. And when he came in front of the Bashemtiv, he asked him bench him. And Hashemta put his two hands on the child with a happy and loud voice. He said, look, I'm only an ignoramus. 
I'm a simple Amoritz. I don't know how to give blessings, especially not in the holy tongue, in Lush and Kedish. I do remember, though, my father once said, Avraham Zokin, the Pasik says, Avraham became old. Avraham was old. And he said, Av means father. And Zokin means Zayde. Grandfather. So Avram became the grandfather of Kal Yisrael, of the Jewish nation. Therefore, I'd like to give this baby a blessing that he grow up and be a grandfather of all of Israel. And the name stuck. Zayde. Everybody called him Zayde. And they asked how Zaydele. And my Zaydala, they would talk and they would refer to their Zaydala. And ultimately this child grew up to be, throughout his life with the name Zayda. And Ba'alei became the famous Shpola Zayda. Zechusei Yogen Aleinu. Only talking about the birth, we don't need to know about what happened later. No, he said he was going to bench him, so yeah. he called him, he benched him, and he was three. How would you know? Were you there? Excuse me, stop. The sedra is usually named, by so, a name of the parsha reflects the parsha. The custom, the Jewish custom, when they gave this parsha that we're reading this Shabbos, they call it Pasha's Tazriya. <laughs> but the, most of the Sadr talks about Nigoyim, a Mitzayda. And Mitzayda, the Gemara says, those keeping score at home, Sechnas Nidorim. Samach David Amid Bey, 64, side 2. The Yomara says a Mitzayda is considered like a dead person. So how does the Pasha, talking about Mitzayda who is dead, talk about, be called Tazriya, which means birth. According to the Rambam, at the end of Tumas Saras, he says, Zashinui Haimer Bibgodim Ubivatim Shikarutaret Seras Bishutris Hashem Ainu Minishal Elam El Ais Upela Hayabi Israel Kidalasirim Eloshin Hara Shamasapi Eloshin Hara Mishtanis Kedis Besei Im Chazar Bayitara Bayis Im Ahmed Birishaya the Sutan Sabayis I'll take a break and translate the Lashon of the Rambam. The Rambam states, this is a change that is mentioned in the garments in the houses the Teda calls refers to as Saras. It's only a sign for the Jews 
in order to warn them from Lashon Hara. For the one who talks Lashon Hara will change the beams of his house. If he does tshuva, his house becomes pure again. If he stays, stays steadfast and continues talking Lashon Hara, the house will be destroyed. And then the garments of his house will also be affected. And the same takes place for them. And if he stays steadfast and does this, continues Lashon Hara, they will be burnt. If he goes back, since the colors of the garments are changed, and he repents, the colors will become Tahir again. But if he remains evil, and it all gets burnt, then his skin will become affected. <coughs> Until the person will be convinced to cease with his Litsanis and Lashonara. Tzeras is not a punishment of something that happened in the past, but rather a way to rectify the way a person behaves in the future. Since till here he was acting and talking the language of the wicked, Lashon Hara and Letzanus, the Almighty wants to bring him back to the good path, and that's what the Almighty does. Eis upele, a sign, a wonder. It goes min hakal elakovit from the easiest to the hardest, all to wake up the person to stop talking lashon hara. Therefore, we see the name Tazria is very apropos, especially befitting. To a parsha talking about Nagoyim. Just like this is the months of life, the same as when we grow wheat, the wheat has to be brought and nurtured and grown, as we said before. So too, all these Nagoyim. is to bring the person on the straight and narrow path. They give him life, they give him months of life. They give him new life. That they change his fact, his way of talking, his tussim, his foul language, his foolishness, his follies, or his Lashon Hara, and teach him to talk normally. As if God forbid they pursue that way and they go into the status of Mitzayir Rachman al-Itzlan of Tzeras then Mitzayir as we said is compared to dead mm-hmm. and therefore now with the giving rejuvenated life and is teaching us the Tzayir is teaching us to change a way of life to the better so the person changing his life, way of life to the better he is once again reviving himself. 
giving back life, which is Tazria, which is the impregnancy and the birth of a child. And to this we wait the birth of the Jewish nation once again, the rebirth, with the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu, we will all find ourselves this Shabbos in Yerushalayim, Yerak Shabbat Shalom to all.